you're very welcome back to Green Cows Don't Fly for another instalment or spasm of the Quester's Guide to Saving It or the new Quester's Guide to Saving It, whatever it's called, (laughs) story thing we're doing. A spasm. A spasm, yeah, that reminds me, that comes from a band I used to be in when the guy who was the main man, they got involved in sort of, it was a sort of folk rock band and they got involved in doing, uh, you know, country dances. So he used to call, he used to take a rest until the next spasm, and each spasm was was a dance routine that he had to talk him through. So that's where that comes from. <laughs> so so I'm sure our listeners will know about that. Yes, Glad I'm sure. Enlighten them. Thank I'm sure. You. That, I'm and sure they will. Welcome yeah, so, to so, green cows don't fly, and that's yeah. John just waffling now. <laughs> yes, I think that's. Oh, look, we've got 49 seconds of waffle already. Yeah, so welcome back. And now with me, of course, as always, here in the green room cafe is B. Good morning. Yes. Good morning, they've already heard me. Oh, have they? Yeah, but people might be saying, who's that disembodied voice? New oh, listener. maybe, yes. And, the, and, the, and now they're clued up. It's B. B it Rickenbacker, as in it the guitars. <laughs> you should get together and do a duet with Sam Fender. <laughs> Fender and Rickenbacker. Or could Pearl be Marshall. De- yeah, Pearl Marshall. Could be, could be a new, um, could be a new detective uh, partnership. Rickenbacker yes. and Fender. <laughs> the main streets of New York. Wasn't a fender bender a, a, a um, crash? Small, exactly. Small, small bump, small isn't it? Crash F- when you go fender into somebody's bender. up somebody's back. Well, yes. Well, bump. Me. Careful, careful. Bumper. <laughs> yes. Bumper. Whatever you want to call it. You don't break in time. That's right. Yes. A, a rear end shunt. That's it. Right. Chapter twenty two. Like yes. Chapter twenty two. <laughs> Moving on before we get closed it's getting down. Worse, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And Brian is um, already here. He's oh, up yes. there, and Good. he's decided not to speak <laughs> <laughs> before his horoscope oh, I think because he's, he's got a very sore. I think he's got um, a bit of a throat thing going on. Yes, he has. Yes, so he's, he's been. He's doing his vocal he's, exercises. He's over there with a packet of zoobs and a fisherman's friend. Packet of zoobs and a fisherman's friend. Throat lozenges. Ah, okay. Victory V's. Those are another Sounds one. Throat like lozenges. Something that comes to haunt you in the middle of the night. Yeah, victory V's, yeah. <laughs> no, the other one, the Zooms or whatever you Oh, Zoob, Zoobs. Yeah, I think Zoobs. Zoobs. Well, I may be wrong about this, but I think Zoobs were a sort of thing, a bit like tunes, you know, for yeah. clearing the airways and all that sort of stuff. Gonna have to look that up. Zoobs might be, there might be suppositories. It could be something totally different. <laughs> I don't honestly don't know. <laughs> right then. Oh, here he, he's just, uh, here he comes. No. No, he's not, because he's oh, yeah, already he sitting there not oh, being yes, able to... Oh, yeah, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> God's sake. Man, we just <laughs> talked about it for five minutes. Why don't we have a production meeting before we open these mics? <laughs> we should. Yeah. Right, well... Here we go, chapter, chapter 22. Chapter 22, coming up. Uh, this chapter, by the way, has got a very interesting chapter title. Right, it's okay. called Insert Whatever Chapter Title You Wish. Ooh, interactive. Very. You can choose your own. Yeah. What will you put in there? Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Wow. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I'm thinking. Decide afterwards. Yeah, yeah. The fissure, or crevasse, or whatever it's called, slams shut with a mighty bang. Blowhard is gone. 
He's alive, but banished to the Earth's core. Best place for him. On your skidoos! Shouts Grandolf. We must find the amulet of Snorkar. Pristina sticks her hand in the air in the way a pupil might in school when she knows the answer. I know where the amulet is. I know where it is. Heidi interrupts. How can you then, in truth, it is only me who knows? Pristina puts her hands on her hips. Well, you only think you know, but I know for sure. She wiggles her head while she says that. No, you don't. I do. I know the exact whereabouts. No, I do. Pristina squares up to Heidi. No, I do. No, I do. No, I do. Snowtart, <laughs> shouts Pristina. Dimwit with a shopping trolley, shouts Heidi. Ladies, ladies, says Crazel. Shut up, Cray, shouts Pristina. We're having an argument. Then back at Heidi. All right, then. Go on. Try me. Tell us where's the amulet and I'll tell you if it's correct. Heidi straightens up. It's in the Alpenhut restaurant. Inside, they're walking fridge, to be precise. Oh, what a load of bollocks, spits pretty Pristina. You're trying to lure us into a trap. You're planning to lock us into the fridge. Why would I do that when I'm trying to help you find it? Because you're King Titus's chalet slut. You work for him. You said so yourself. By the way, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. I'm just, I'm, you <laughs> know, I'm sort of transfixed. I'm transfixed. I mean, I think, I, I think I'm going to be on to my agent. Actually, I'm going to have to speak to my agent because you know I'm being, I'm being frozen out of this. <laughs> Written out. <laughs> totally, totally frozen out. That's good arguing with yourself. Actually, <laughs> I do that all the time. Yeah, sorry. It's your inner voice, exactly. isn't it? Your inner do voice. Do this? No. Yeah. No. Go on. Do this. No. No, I was simply spellbound, darling. Simply spellbound. Uh, uh, mind you, you, I wouldn't. You had me. I probably wouldn't call myself a um, snow tart. No. <laughs> and I wouldn't call myself a dimwit with a shopping trolley or a no. But slot. snow tart's quite good, isn't it? What snow tart would be it sounds like something you'd have with a nice hot mug of coffee or something when you got down the piece. You'd probably get very pissed on a snow tart, wouldn't it? Or something. It's probably you a probably drink. Would, yeah, probably, probably got. Yes, yeah, yes. It sounds like a, yes. It sounds like a, a cocktail, cocktail or something. Cocktail for our, our pre ski cocktail. Oh, you can get so drunk. I once got so drunk. Well, not so drunk. I had a, a couple of rum punches too many. And when you have ski boots, you don't walk all that well. So I got... <laughs> anyway. Have, so I got, got up and punches, I just went. You don't walk all that well either. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this vision of your heels going and your legs up in the air and then coming down with a bump. That's pretty much what it was. <laughs> in the snow. <laughs> and then I skied off and I did a turn and I just fell. It was just not even a... You know, he wasn't even a trying to save yourself. It was just like, oh, flop. And I was on yeah. the side. Well, see, skiing, snow, it sounds like a, a heady cocktail of, like, slippy stuff and uh, drunky stuff. Yeah, it doesn't mix, stuff. unfortunately. It's actually quite dangerous, drinking and skiing. On that happy note, she, she calls her King Tarsus sl- chalet slut, and you work for him, you said so yourself. A collective, ooh, ooh. fills the air, fills the cold, clean air. They all knew that, but they'd forgotten that. Heidi runs off, heading for the hills like a mountain goat. <coughs> Lying at last. <coughs> Good. <coughs> She's running away! Shouts Bob. Heidi, get away! Translation, don't let her get away. <laughs> I was saying my, my diction is Bob. 
Right. Uh, oh, this is me. Oh, I've got. Yeah. Ah, ah, I've gone back in, back in the game again. Don't worry. I've used my superpowers. Grandolf concentrates hard and thinks. Freeze, Heidi. Freeze. And she does. Heidi turns to ice. She is now a frozen statue, all shiny and sparkly in the winter sun. Well done, old chap. Oloja turns to Pristina and says, <coughs> "Beeps, Bob." Beeps, oh, beeps, Bob. Bob. Oh, we knew that. We knew that. It was clear. <laughs> yeah, we it can did, only we be did, Bob. We did, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Oloja turns to Pristina and says, "Now, Pristina, you said you know where the amulet of Snorker is. Tell us." Well, it's around King Titus's neck. They all blush. They all knew that, but they had forgotten. The only reason they're in Cramontana is because of a transportation accident. They were on their way to the king's bedchamber when they got derailed. Exactly, that was a couple of chapters ago, wasn't it? They all um, tried to go, then ended up on top of each other on a bed. That's that's right. Pristina says, We have to go and hide in his bedchamber, and when he's asleep, we'll sneak up on him and steal it. The youngest elder smiles. Oh, yes. And when we have it, we'll go to the island, well, a lily pad, actually, which is on a plinth, which is on a concrete platform, which is... Mute, thinks Grandolf. And with that, their youngest elder has been turned to mute, and although her lips are still moving, nobody can hear what she's saying. Can I just say... That is really clever. If you... it is. Yeah, I mean, if you just imagine you could do that in real life. Oh, I want that superpower. I'd, 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 I'd definitely I could want mute that. you right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could. My lips are moving. <laughs> yeah, unmute. <laughs> I go. <laughs> that would be great. I could, you could use that. All politicians, brilliant. Oh, I know a few people I would mute. Yeah, yeah, and you are so yeah. Quite a few. That'd be so handy. Marvellous. Anyway, sorry to interrupt, but yes, yes, what a great thing, yeah. And when the moment comes when she must have finished her paragraph, Grandolf thinks... Unmute! And that was, and that's where we must go after we stole the amulet, finishes the youngest elder, totally unaware that her volume was temporarily off. Right, everybody, let's go. I'll think us there, says Grandolf. But what are we going to do with Heidi? asks Moonbeam. Pristina waves him off. Oh, she'll defrost in spring. <laughs> you can imagine her sitting. Look, not going to have much of a Christmas, is she? You know, frozen there. <laughs> and then gradually she defrosts. <laughs> yeah. funny, wouldn't drips, it? drips, little drips coming off her fingers eventually, you know, round about March time. Do you think she she'd melt in the goo or would she be keeping her shape? Well, I don't like know. Like a chicken does when you defrost it. Who froze her? Grandolf? Hmm. Hmm. Well, he, you know, if he was going to freeze, he'd probably be a bit sort of humane about it, wouldn't he? Yeah, Mind you know, he's not. Oh, no. He's a bit of a bastard on the quiet, isn't he? When you yeah. poke him, he's a bit well, of a what bastard. What he did with the ticket lady. Was it a ticket lady remember. in the um, He just stabbed somebody willy-nilly, didn't he? Yeah, really yeah. quite violently killed her. <laughs> Maybe he thought it was like, a, you know, a, one of his actor daggers. Oh, no, he's not the actor. Sorry, he's just Brown's the actor, isn't he? Yeah, Grandolf was as well. Grandolf is the actor. Yes, that's he, right. He, yes, he was that's with right, Stallone yes. in a film. Yes. That's why Brian's got such a, you know, sympathetic. Yes, not that the the characters are similar in my mind or anything like that. Do you know, this is episode, Uh, God knows what, of season two, and you still don't know that Grandolf is an actor. 
Yes, well, I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten. That's you why know, I wrote you out on the first page. Anyway, let's a go. Lot of, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of water has gone across under the bridge since then. Right, okay. So, um, is this me? Right, this is, is it? Right, okay. yes. Everyone stand close. They do. Grandolf concentrates, then commands. Take us to King Titus's bedchamber, to the gap behind the curtain, to be precise. Whoosh! Floof! Boing! They hit the planet. Whee! They're there, behind the curtain, in King Titus's bedchambers. Did you like my sound effects, by the way? Yeah, I did, actually. Did I it? think we could turn this into, you know, a little thing for five-year-olds, couldn't we? Yeah, <laughs> the youngest elder and everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the youngest elder could run it, yeah. Help she could present grow it. up. Yeah, less like Rainbow. You probably don't remember Rainbow, mm-hmm. do you? No, don't even tell me about it. Bungle and George and Zippy. Mute. Touche. <laughs> Unmute. Grandolf quickly mutes all the questers. Luckily, the curtain is thick and long and wide. Grandolf peeks out from behind. King T is in bed. The amulet of Snorker is around his neck. The king's shoe polisher, Frank Pence, is sitting on the edge of the bed, reading a bedtime story to the king. And the fairy came along and she... Stop right there, man, starts the king. Is the fairy charging mileage for her travels? If so, I want her quartered by one of the Blargogs. My lord, it's just a tale. Yes, but even in a tale, one must be thrifty. Frank Pence flicks through the pages, scan reading ahead. Um, ah, here it is. No, my lord, I am pleased to inform you. Fairies are volunteers. Good. Continue. Frank Pence continues. Slowly, the king's eyes begin to close and he starts to snore. The questers too begin to yawn and soon everyone, which is the king and all the questers, but not Frank Pence, are asleep. The king is asleep in his bed and the questers are snoozing, standing behind the curtain. Frank Pence gets up and puts the book on the night table. Mm, intriguing. A soft knock on the king's chamber door. The questers wake up, but the king doesn't. The door opens, a man tiptoes in. It's Cartano. The questers would gasp had Grandolf not muted them. Cartano whispers, Is he asleep? Frank Pence whispers back. Yes, but you shouldn't have come here. Oh, this is me, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> take the line, man. Take the stage. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you that everything is in place. The men are ready. Tomorrow we overthrow the king. And when he is gone, we'll spend, spend, spend. We'll buy holographia. 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 Oh, I pronounce the damn thing. Ha, 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 ha. they're going to overthrow him, little traitors. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I knew Frank Skulldugger- Pence had something up his sleeve. Skullduggery at every turn. It's terrible. You can't trust. Who can you trust if you can't trust your, you know, your coin polisher? Shoe polisher. Oh, shoe polisher. No, he's a, no, he's a coin polisher. What is he? Is he a shoe polisher? I can't. He polishes something. I think he's. Shoe- I think he's a coin polisher. No, because he polishes coins because he's king's obsessed with money, isn't he? I thought he was a shoe polisher. Well, I don't know. Well, he might be. You could be right. You created. I mean, you're AI created him. Do you know? I can't remember. Never mind, we just have to go back a bit at one day, but not today. Yes, listeners, uh, we've just backtrack. You've only got 100 episodes to listen to. (laughs) And when you find out what he is, drop us a line on gcdonfly at gmail.com because we'd like to know. You get a horoscope in return. Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Having glanced at the king to confirm he's still asleep, Frank Pence ushers Cartano back to the door. Indeed. 
And the first thing we must do is melt the amulet of Snorka. I hear gold prices good prices at the moment. That alone will buy us all the poison to kill the holograms. But we must not discuss this in here. They leave the room, turning off the lights. The questers sneak out from behind the curtains. Curtain. They have to take the amulet, now or never. The full moon, actually, three full moons, this planet has three moons, shines through the windows and illuminate the bedchambers. It's an eerie glow, but the kind of glow that means the questers can see what they're doing. That, of course, is very handy. It's extremely handy. I was going to say that, but now you've, you've preempted me with that, with that line. Yeah, it's like they have three moons and now we can see. Isn't that convenient? Yes, you can see in triplicate. Grandolf says something, but nobody can hear him. He's still on mute. Crazel answers, but nobody can hear him either because he too is still on mute. A heated discussion breaks out amongst the questers, all still muted as they ask each other what the others are saying, but can't hear what the others are saying. Oh, Confusing. <laughs> Confusing. That goes on for a bit. Chris- Pristina has had enough. Everyone mouths their response. Pristina just shrugs, turns and walks off. She tiptoes, tiptoes towards the king, who is still fast asleep in bed. The king turns on his back. His snoring becomes louder. Pristina sits on the edge of the bed and peels his blanket back just enough to expose the amulet around his neck. The other questers are watching, bracing themselves. Nobody dares to move. The amulet twinkles in the moonlight of the three moons. Slowly, Pristina reaches out to grab the amulet. The king, still asleep, lifts his arms and reaches out, mumbling something about, Come here. Come here, my little Frankie P. <laughs> Pristina freezes. The king wraps his arms around Pristina, and then he turns with Pristina in his embrace. She screams, but luckily she's muted. So he's just hugged her in bed, basically, in sleep. She's grabbed her and thinking yeah. it's Frankie P. <laughs> well, something's going on there. Something's going on. There's more to it than shoe polisher and or shoe, shoe polisher stroke con polisher stroke king. Or at least in the king's mind. Yeah, well, I think so. Yes. Maybe that's what he wants to. Why he wants to over, overthrow him because he's not quite into that kind of. Could be. Possibly. Could be. So he's just Could now be. hugged Pristina and gone. Yeah, and she's all sort of stuck stuck in his arms now. By the look of things. <laughs> Grand- <laughs> Grandolf is quick to react. He grabs the bedside lamp and clobbers the king to death. Bloody hell. <laughs> what were we just saying about him? We did, didn't we? God, that's a bit of, that's a bit of move from left field, isn't it? Yeah, you know? I, just gonna, I just get to kill him. <laughs> yeah, goodbye. goodbye. With the bedside lamp. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, Prist- poor old King T. <laughs> He's gone. Poor old soul. Oh, He's what, gone, how man. Does that, just like that. Where does that leave the whole thing? I don't know. God knows. Well, let's read on and see. But I suppose King, um, no, um, Frank Pence, he wants to poison the holograms, so the threat's yes. not gone. But that's interesting about poisoning the holograms. Can't they just switch them off? Can't they get to their power <laughs> source or something like that and just hit the off button? Yeah, why bother? Exactly. Why? There would have been the answer all along, wouldn't it? We're, yeah, we're, but they want, to, they want to overcome holography and the more I think of this... The just switch them off in the first place. Just switch it off. Pop but then the if plug. you switch it off, does, does the whole of holography disappear? It probably does. So all he needed to do really was pull the plug. <laughs> it's always one of these answers, isn't it? Yeah, but then he wouldn't have holography itself anymore either, wouldn't he? 
No, that's what I'm saying. The whole thing. Yeah, it's all got... But if he wants holographia for himself, he would just have to get rid of the holograms. Yeah. Ooh, it's it all very real. confusing. Why would you want it anyway? If it's not a I real planet, if it's an holographic, no, why, why would you want it? Yeah, I, th- I think we're coming to the conclusion that this is a kind of a pointless of rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> but then we knew that. <laughs> that was always the plan. <laughs> uh, Pristina unpeels herself from the king's embrace. His blood is oozing into the bed sheets. The amulet of Snorker is in Pristina's hand. Ooh, she's got it. Everyone mouths something. Probably Huzar or something like that. <laughs> Grandolf gestures for them to stand close together. They do. He then thinks... Take us to the island. Well, a lily pad, actually, which is on a plinth, which is on a concrete platform, which is at the shore of a tiny island, which is on the Lake of Seven Agonies, which is on a bigger island, which is in the sea between two continents on a holographia. A bit like a lake, a, a bit like an island on a lake on the Azores, actually. You'd think you'd know it by now, wouldn't you? Yeah, should have done. <laughs> and then, shoop, boing, clang, they hit another planet. Woo! They land on the island. Well, a lily pad, actually, which is oh. on a plane, which is on a concrete platform, which is at the shore of a tiny island, which is on the Lake of the Seven Agonies, which is on a bigger island, which is in the sea between two continents on holography, a bit like an island on the Lake of the Azores, Azores actually. See, oh, newsflash, newsflash. Uh, we bring the uh, finally uh, news of the greater paragraph off. Uh, yes. John 2B7. Yes. <laughs> home advantage, though. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, she had home advantage. <laughs> Christina holds the amulet in the air. Unmute all. Hurrah, we've got it! Yippee! Cool, man! Now off to the toad with a hole! Says Moonbeam. And that's it! End of chapter! Oh, what a chapter that is! Marvellous, huh? So much stuff on there. Loads happened. Loads did happen, yeah, she moved that along. You're a man, you're a robot, moved that along nicely. Well, you might as well try and get as much in as you can. We finally got the amulet. And they're off to the. Well, we've got the toad. They're off to the road with the toad, with the, the island. You should the know that. Pellet the poison in the vessel with the pestle. <clears throat> um, good. Well, I, yes, lots of st- good stuff. Heidi is have. frozen, and the king is dead. Pearl Kingy. Well, Pearl Heidi, frozen. Pearl Kingy, dead. Do you know what? I'd, I don't know what I'd rather be dead or frozen. Well, you can't be both. At this point, both, I think I'd rather be dead. Be, you can go into cryogenics, can't you? you get, get yourself frozen, thawed out in twenty. 644. Yeah, but that might not be a good thing. Probably that's not. assuming that humans are nice, which they're not. But that's assuming no, that not. learn to be nice, which they won't. But no. <sighs> assuming we still have a planet, nice which we won't. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's probably, uh, you know. Be floating in space strange. in your cryo chamber for five minutes. Awoke, yeah, awaken, yeah. thinking, shit. You wouldn't know anybody. You wouldn't know anybody either, would you? Well, you're probably in your cryo, cryo chamber or whatever it's called alone, wouldn't you? I don't think they usually mass freeze people. No, that's what I mean. So, you know, and that anybody that was there, you wouldn't, you know, you'd say, uh, I'm trying to find a Mrs. Goggins of 44 Acacia Avenue. Don't suppose you know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, ah, right. Well, of course, it's time for uh, 
Time for a horoscope now, isn't it? Oh, yes, is, is it this is. A, is this a listener's one? Is this one of our listeners? Pardon? Written in? Is it a listener, a listener, a listener, a little in? Has a, has a listener written in? Yes, Mrs Goggins, you just mentioned. Mrs Goggins, oh yes, Mrs Goggins, good. So uh, she's a char lady from Bognor Regis, I think. Is she? I think so. She gave me a long, she gave me a long bio and a photograph. Not too sure what she gave me the photograph. Um, but there you go. Let's get Brian up, see what Brian. we've got. By the way, I was listening to your story. I hope you have no plans to use your muting superpowers on me. No offence, as I know you're both doing your best. But without me this show would be a literary wasteland. Horoscope for Mrs. Goggins. The stars are aligned in your favor, when the twelfth planet, Zoanburn, moves into Aries on Monday morning. Monday evening you will win the UK, lottery. Tuesday you will win the Euro millions, Wednesday you will win the UK, lottery again. Thursday you will win the postcode lottery. Friday you will win the Euro millions again. Saturday you will win the UK, lottery one more time. Sunday you will die. Your lucky numbers are 5, 6, 7, 13, 14, 18, 19, 24, 28, 34, 38, 42, 99, 103, 7658 as well as 30,408. Your lucky last meal is bangers and mash. Well, thanks very much, Brian, and uh, there you go, listeners. There's all your numbers. Get out and get them bought. If I may make so bold, I think my performance was quite splendid. My best one ever, in fact. It's a good job that mute thing you mentioned. <laughs> Careful what you wish for, Brian. Well, thanks for muting him. We have to be quiet now. <laughs> yeah, we can't, yeah. Well, that's it. That's another... A mute. Mute-packed episode. Marvellous. Mute episode. We yeah, should just mute. actually just publish a, net and a quiet... I mean, you know, nothing. Just yes. cafe noises. Well, we've talked about this before, isn't it? Four minutes, 32 seconds of silence or something like that. And it's taken from the proms, can, BBC proms. Can you give me the mute button, please? And I'll shut and you I'll, up. I'll, I'll, anyway, <laughs> goodbye. Mute. <laughs>